Okay, so those who follow my podcast realize that earlier in this year, after my first cut, I did an episode called Peak Week. And the general theme of that episode was that I wasn't really going to do a traditional type of Peak Week. Uh, this time I am going to do a more traditional style Peak Week more or less to, to see what happens, to see how it goes, and to see if the uh, glycogen supercomposite compensation uh, works, to see if the uh, water manipulation and all that stuff works. So I'm going to go over that in a bit of, in, in more detail in a moment here. Also, what I'm going to do is outline essentially what I did throughout the course of this entire cut, because I think it was a good one. So it'll be good to have just a quick reference of what I did throughout the course. Um, the, the previous episodes, they get pretty long and it's sort of hard to follow. So I'm going to sum up what I did and then I'm going to go through the peak week. Okay, so first things first, I want to just do an overview of the program as I did it. I've, I've written this down, so I'm going to be reading it here just to kind of recap. So it started out with my prep. I knew in advance, I, I knew about a month or so in advance that I was going to be doing this summer cut. So a couple weeks leading up to the before picture and that I decided to, I decided to prep myself. And the thinking going into that was I want, I want to accomplish a couple things. First of all, I want to optimize my fat burning throughout the course of the uh, transformation. I want my before pictures to be slightly um, non-flattering, I guess is the word. And um, uh, the other thing is I wanted my, my before weight to be I wouldn't say exaggerated, but uh, I guess slightly exaggerated, uh, slightly. I mean, I wasn't, thing is, I wasn't going to go and add a whole bunch of weight leading up to it. That would be foolish. Um, I know there's some people do that with these things. They're like, okay, well, easy come, easy go type thing. I'll just add a couple easy pounds and then get rid of a couple easy pounds. I don't like doing that. I just find it sets me back. Um, whereas, I mean, a little bit of water retention, that's okay, right? So if you consume excess sodium leading up to the before picture so that you're holding on to more water or whatever, or, or having a lot of fiber, this is one thing I, I wanted to do before my before picture was have a, a lot of fiber because it'll hold water, it'll bloat you a little bit, but it's healthy and it will help towards the overall process. Um, so in the two weeks leading up to the before picture, I cut out creatine. Um, so I wouldn't have any kind of benefit I might get from the saturation of, of the muscles with creatine, gone. I cut out caffeine. Now, I, this wasn't just a cold turkey thing. I actually um, cut it in half for the first week and then the second week I, I took out caffeine. I, I wasn't perfect with that thing is I wanted to sort of desensitize myself a little bit to it, which is probably a good thing to do anyway from time to time. And and the main reason was, was that when I reintroduced caffeine during the actual cut, I wanted the fat burning benefits from that to be higher. So 
so then of course I did my before picture and uh, yeah so actually my, speaking of sodium what I did was what I did for my before picture was um, I didn't mess too much with the lighting or anything um, but I did it sort of towards the end of the day when I'd already eaten there was already food in me and I made sure not to exercise that day so I wouldn't have any kind of pump or anything like that and I took I drank a whole bunch of diet soda so that way I'd, I'd, my stomach would be full. Um, I made sure to look for the one with the highest sodium content. So again, just to get a little bit of the bloating effect. Uh, again, it's going to be minimal at that point in time, but whatever. Um, and diet soda, so it's calorie free. So it's not like I'm, I'm going to be actually adding fat doing this. Uh, so that's what I did for my before photo. Then uh, started into the program. So the first leg of it um okay actually what i'll do here because my my training actually changed a little bit i started off the program training the the first week i was on a training program that i i really liked which was a um i guess you'd call it a high frequency style of training it was training every body part uh every day five days a week uh, so kind of a cool program and the reason I liked that one so much is that I'd been having knee pain and with this program I could do knee uh, leg sort of rehab work basically every day and so I'd do that uh, four of the days of the week then the fifth day I'd actually do heavy leg training so I, I found that was really beneficial for my legs and while I was doing this program leading up to the the cut I just I found that it uh, improved my strength, it improved my size, uh, mu muscle size, so I wanted to continue this into the program, but about a few, just a few days into the program, I was perusing through the message boards on the um, uh, on the challenge website, Burn the Fat, Feed the Muscle, and I saw that the creator, the um, Tom Benuto, had made a brand new program. And I read the program and I'm like, oh, geez, that's a cool program. That is laid out really interesting. So I'm, and because it was so new, I'm like, you know what? I'd like to try it. I'd like to try it and then I can be part of his feedback group and, and let them know. And when they're looking at my results, they might factor in the fact that I was doing uh, his new program. So, so why not? Um, actually, let me take a step back here before I proceed. Okay, so with every transformation challenge out there, they're always advertising something. Um, for example, there's a, a somewhat popular one I'm aware of called The One Up, and it's a supplement company that does it. Allmax does this, um, or they did it, I don't know if they do now, um, but they used to do transformation challenges. There was um, another one, Blue Nutraceuticals or something. Um, they did one I participated in. A lot of supplement companies do this. They do transformation challenges. And back in the day, the very first big transformation challenge was the Body for Life one, which was basically an advertisement for EAS supplements. They do it so they can say, look, look how great results you can get in a short amount of time using our supplements. That's why they do it. Now, Tom Venuto's one, the, the one on burn the fat, feed the muscle, it's not doing that. Um, what it what it, he wants you to do is he does want to advertise something but that's his sort of methods 
And so what they do is they say, you've got to encompass in your, in your 12 weeks, you've got to make use of the four primary principles that underline the burden the fat, feed the muscle philosophy. And uh, here, let me just see if I can remember those. The first one is uh, resistance training. Uh, second one is cardio. Third one is nutrition. And the fourth one is um, like, I don't know how they phrase it, but basically mental um, training or whatever. So you've, you've just got to use those four philosophies. Now, how exactly you use them is very customizable. So that's, that's a thing. And that's why participating in this challenge is so easy. All you need is you need, you don't even need to pay anything. Actually, they've got a free way you can enter. Now I did pay um, because the membership is like 10 bucks a month. And it's like, I'm, I'm okay paying a little bit of money to, to Tom because I think he's, he's one of the good ones, right? I'm okay supporting him. Um, so, so I just wanted to say that. So um, it's, it's pretty easy to, change up your training program and, and what have you. So, um, so as I say, uh, for, for me, for the training component of it, uh, for the first week I continued my thing, but for the second week I started into his new training program. And that, um, program is called the, uh, two, three hybrid mass, uh, program. And, um, mass is an acronym for muscle what is it? Muscle and strength split, I believe. Um, so the, uh, the hybrid mass split, the way it works is it's, it's called a two, three split because it, the first two days are a upper lower split. So it's upper body focusing on strength on day one, day two, lower body focusing on strength. Then it switches to a three day split and that's a hypertrophy focused split. Now, so the way he laid, lays it out is the first hypertrophy day is uh, chest and back. The second day is, I want to say, um, I think it's arms. Yeah, it's arms and shoulders. And then the third day is legs and abs, I believe. So that's, I did it basically as prescribed for the first. Now I made slight alterations here and there, um, like he, in the way he lays it out, he says, don't do supersets. Well, I found for the, at least the last sets of the day, I kind of had to just to get it all in with the amount of time I had in the gym. Um, so that was my training, um, from that period on for a good long while. Um, so also my cardio. So again, now I'm going to kind of focus weeks one to six, what was I doing? So the first phase, more or less, of this transformation challenge. So pretty much you could say for my training, I did that hybrid mass, like I say, except for the first week. Uh, the cardio, I did 30 minutes of cardio in the afternoon. My, my training was in the morning. My weight training was in the morning. Um, as far as my nutrition, well, it's pretty standard. I was, I tracked all my food. I tracked my weight as well every day. I tracked my food every day and was going for a deficit. I was, for me, that was around, I think it started around 1950 calories. And then I, I, it slowly went down as I started losing weight. Um, for the first six weeks, I was using uh, oatmeal along with my whey post-workout. Um, Let's see, supplements. 
not a lot. I protein. I, I did. I was doing one protein shake a day, and I put creatine into that. Uh, I was using green supplements almost every day. Uh, I think that's about it as far as supplements. So the second block, we'll say weeks seven all the way to week 11. Um, week 11, well, we'll say week 10, week seven to week 10. So again, tra continued tracking food. And as I say, my allotted calories went down about once every two to three weeks, I'd sort of recalculate what my calories should be and then based on how my weight was changing. Um, same thing, continued with the uh, two, three hybrid mass for the workouts and 30 minutes of cardio in the afternoon. Um, let's see what uh, the, the diet, as I say, um, I know I the, the diet eventually reduced down to about 1900 calories. Um, I actually around that time I started taking out the post-workout oatmeal um, the and my, part of the reason I did that is the protein powder I got I get protein powder I don't pay full price for that shit actually there's a website I'm not sponsored but here it is it's supplementsource.ca it's a Canadian one I'm Canadian um, but they actually they'll they have clearance items often and and sale items often so i get whatever is the best price as long as the quality is within a good range so what i found there was they had this um protein powder that was on sale it was crazy it was like 12 bucks for a tub of it and it's, it's really good quality it's you know whey isolate protein but it also has in it it's got a little a couple extras and it's got some carbohydrates in it more than most weight not a lot it's like I don't know 10 grams or something it's not a lot but it's got a little bit so I figured okay well I don't want to I don't want to increase my carbs too much so I'll just use this um, so basically I took out my post uh, workout um, uh, oatmeal basically but I continued the this way uh, what was it called it was called muscle fusion or something like that anyway um so I used this protein powder. Um, that's not to say I took out my carbs completely. Uh, I, I didn't. Um, I, I continued having moderate carbs, but caloric deficit was the key. Um, one thing I started doing during this time was I started... I, I, was, I was finding I was getting hungry. So I started having baby carrots as like a mid-morning snack. I'd, I'd get a baggie full of them. That worked really well kept me in my they gave me my vegetables so actually I stopped having the green supplement I started having vegetable sticks like and then I started swapping them out sometimes I do broccoli or celery or whatever but at vegetable sticks as my mid-morning snack I love doing that I know you probably should have some kind of protein source but whatever this is what I did um, in the evenings what I started doing was I started having a snack of um, usually it was Greek yogurt um, and I'd, I'd usually have some chamomile tea with it too. It was either Greek yogurt or cottage cheese. I tended to like the yogurt better. And then I put in blueberries. Now, interestingly, uh, as I was doing the program, I, I saw a study come up and it was talking about the effects of, of combining casein protein, which is in Greek yogurt and, uh, and cottage cheese, mixing that with uh, some of the, the uh, I don't know, micronutrients or whatever that are in blueberries, supposedly they work synergistically in, in a fat-burning way. So I was like, cool. 
because I did notice when I did this, when I made a point of doing this, my it did help with my weight loss. Now, that might be the fact that I was eating their damn healthy and it's high protein and it's all these other things. Did these synergistic things add to it? I don't know. But anyway, it worked. Um, also, what I did was I started, I added a second um, protein shake as my afternoon snack. Um, it's just because I'm at work and I needed, I wanted to have a second protein source. I, I don't know why this is, but I find when I add a second whey protein shake during the day, it works, especially when the, the cut is getting harder. So I added a second protein shake. Uh, I had creatine in that as well, actually, just because um, I was reading some literature and I saw that, you know, that the recommended dose five grams of creatine a day isn't actually enough for some people. So I was thinking, well, maybe I might fall into that because I don't notice a huge effect from creatine. So doubling up my creatine dose, eh, that's that's fine because if you take too much of it, you'll, you're just going to pee it out anyway. So, um, so I doubled up my... Um, creatine and my protein um, for the week 7 to well, 11, whatever. Um, okay, I also started, now I know this is somewhat controversial, but whatever. Again, just this is what I did. I had the EA, ECA stack, uh, ephedrine, caffeine, aspirin stack. Some people say you don't need the aspirin. Supposedly what the aspirin, now I've seen claims that aspirin by itself can help burn fat. It's the small dose of, it's the baby aspirin, like 81 milligrams, uh, three times a day with the ephedrine and caffeine. Okay, so here's here's the deal. This, this stack, okay, yeah. It's got a bad rap, but it works. And it's legal. And um, so it works, it's legal. Now, the next question, is it safe? Well, if you use it, if you... It, yes, it's safe. It's safe. By all accounts, it's safe. Unless you're using it in a kind of reckless way. And I didn't use it in a reckless way. I used the recommended dosages, which for ephedrine is, um, well, it's 25 milligrams per day, three times a day. Now, what I did with this, starting around week seven, because I was starting to plateau, so this is why I, I added this in. Um, I started with, they come in eight milligram size servings. That's the legal dosage to sell, I guess. So I did one uh, eight milligram uh, thing. I think I might have done it like twice uh, in a day just to see how I respond. And then I added, and then after a couple days, I added a second. I, I made it like two of those little things. So it was 16 uh, milligrams twice a day. Then I did that, but three times a day. For a couple days and it was fine I was it was working really well and then I increased it one more time one final time to the recommended dose which is the recommended the recommended dose is 25 milligrams three times a day well they come in eight milligram servings so I did 24 I did three of those three times a day um oh the other thing with the ECA stack it's dirt cheap <laughs> so and there's that um so I, I started doing that like I said it took probably about a week and a half to get up to the full dosage of that. Um, and the caffeine, so you take that three times a day with, with caffeine. Now, because I take a pre-workout drink, um, I, that's my caffeine for that serving, right? Um, you've got to factor this in. Because I will admit, the caffeine dosage with this is kind of high. It's 200 milligrams 
per dose. So that's three times a day, which is 600 milligrams of caffeine. Obviously, I'm good at math, you see. Uh, 600 milligrams of caffeine uh, throughout the day, which is definitely fairly, it's on the higher end, right? Um, but I like, for me, it's fine. I, I don't have any problem with it. Like I said, um, that worked for me for, for the morning. It was my, usually my pre-workout got, got me that 200 milligrams. Um, the mid morning one, it was either a caffeine pill or like, again, on the supplement source.ca, sometimes I'll look at what's the, do they have cheap, like flavored caffeine basically. Uh, usually it's in the form of pre-workout, but like there's, as long as there's no other weird stimulants in it, like I'll just get whatever's cheapest basically, as long as I get my caffeine. Um, and then, so I take one dose first thing in the morning, second dose mid morning. So about four hours later, third dose, kind of early to mid afternoon. So I had no problem sleeping whatsoever. Um, speaking of sleeping, uh, pre-bed, I did uh, some, t well, quite a lot, take uh, 5-HTP and melatonin. Um, I actually, there was one night where I was kind of a bit reckless. I had some uh, theanine on hand, which is supposed to help, like, reduce the effects of caffeine. I, I took that one or two times because um, I had some on hand. Uh, but 5-HTP and melatonin was uh, my regular thing, and, it, and, uh, and GABA. Um, I did have, I don't find the GABA does that much really. It's supposed to work synergistically with 5-HTP and melatonin, whatever, but I don't know. Anyway, the 5-HTP I found to be very effective. Melatonin, somewhat effective. Um, uh, right, so I think that was pretty much it for my supplements uh, for, like I say, weeks. I want to say week 7 to 11. Uh, and the reason I'm hesitating on that is because for week 11, my my supplements and diet all stayed the same. My training changed up a little bit. Um, actually, uh, yeah, so week 11, my, my training changed up a little bit. Um, and that was just because I had to ramp up. I knew week 12 I was going to be doing the um, the peak week, which I'm going to obviously be getting into soon. Um, but I was I wanted to ramp up to that. So what I did was I, I changed my training program slightly just so that I could um, transition into that a little easier. So I just switched to a, a essentially it was a push-pull legs split that I did for week 11. Now, one little caveat to say in there. There was a week in there. Um, I want to say it was around week eight, but I could be wrong. There was a week in there where I almost did no training. I was sick and um, and I had no appetite and I was run down. It was weird. I had to have a COVID test. It was thankfully not that. Um, it was just a really bad flu or something. But so there was a week in there where I couldn't train at all. But the thing is, I also wasn't eating during that week. And I noticed that that pushed me down, my weight down. And it never really bounced back up after that, much to my surprise. So it sucks. It, it, pushed me through a plateau by essentially fasting for a few days, but, but that's not really something I'd want to do in the future deliberately, but because just because it probably wouldn't be a lot of fun. So there was that, there was that one week where I, I, I think I had about like two training days. It was, um, but then a little while later, a week or two later, I actually had my second vaccine shot. My first vaccine shot it was fine. Second one was a Moderna one. And I got friggin' sick. 
I was laid up. Now this was just mostly just over a weekend. So I didn't lose a lot. I lost maybe one or two training days. Um, and again, the diet thing, like, because I was so under the weather, I didn't eat. So once again, my weather, my, my weight dipped down due to not eating. And again, it didn't really rebound up too high, um, which surprised me. So that should be factored in and that should be understood as just weird anomalies that took place uh, during the course of the program. So that pretty much sums up essentially what I did from the prep right through to uh, leading right up to basically today, uh, which on which I'm about to start my prep week or prep week, my uh, sorry, uh, peak week. It's Monday, August 9th, and today is essentially day one of peak week. I guess the first day I'm actually doing anything. Picture day is Friday, so like I said, today is Monday. What am I doing today? Okay, well, for today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, I'm going to be eating basically no carbs. I'm, all my carbs are basically going to come from vegetable sources. I'm <laughs> having a lot of vegetables today and a lot of water too, drinking ridiculous amounts of water. So I'm spending all day drinking and peeing. It's already annoying. It's only 11.30 in the morning and I'm already annoyed by this, but this is how it goes. And for my training for these three days also, it's gonna be depletion style training. So high repetition type stuff. The idea being to completely deplete glycogen. Tuesday, August 10th, and today is day two of peak week. And actually, so far, it's been going pretty well. The constantly having to go to the bathroom to pee is a bit annoying, but I'm feeling really full. I kind of wish if I knew how full I'd feel on eating crap load of vegetables and taking a ton of water, I probably would have implemented this a bit sooner in the cut. So anyway, good, good life lesson there. It's going really well. Today was my leg and shoulder depletion workout wasn't as good as I wanted it was so I work out at the moment I'm working out at the gym in my office and it's a bit limited normally I'm alone when I train there today a girl came and in the exact same time I was and she decided to do a couple of the things you're not supposed to do in the gym so she took a bunch of the weights and went over to one little corner she was just getting in my way and being annoying and um, and also when there's additional people in the gym, you have to wear a mask. So anyway, it just wasn't the best ever workout. Fortunately, it was legs and shoulder depletion. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, it's a bit annoying, but nothing extremely det detrimental. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise because I know if I had have gone full out on my legs depletion, I would wind up suffering a lot. So I don't know, maybe it's a good thing. And it's now day three of the carb depletion water loading phase. Uh, what to say about it? Uh, today's workout was back and triceps. I'm definitely feeling depleted in terms of my workouts. I don't have the normal kind of strength or energy that I normally have. Uh, but mood-wise, I'm actually doing surprisingly well. That might actually have to do with the ECA stack. That might be helping with the mood uh, situation. But generally, 
generally pretty painless. Now, I've actually started reading a document Tom Venuto wrote on the whole idea of peak week, and he, in his estimation, the water loading slash depletion isn't quite as necessary as the carb, uh, I guess, depletion and, and loading. And even with that, he says it's more important to load carbs than it is to deplete them. Um, and he also puts a strong emphasis on loading sodium just shortly prior to the show so or in this case picture so um so that's something that i'm thinking oh i wasn't thinking of doing anything with sodium but maybe i actually will okay so it's tuesday august 12th just gonna do a quick little thing here bear with me because i am feeling utterly depleted i know i've used that word a lot throughout the course of the challenge but this is a new level I just took my pictures, my not my true after pictures. That comes tomorrow. Today I took my my after pictures, which is at the end of my depletion, my carb depletion. So, as I was mentioning, I did three days of carb depletion, and then I'm going to do one full day of carb loading. Um, Okay, I guess I bear with me. The pictures, I put them side by side, and there's virtually no difference. My weight, on the other hand, is different. It's a lot different. I was 151.8 this morning. Down from 153, I think, so 1.2 pounds over the course of, let's see, that's three days of depletion in the weekend, so about five days. That's a lot of weight at this level of leanness to get down. So it stands, it goes to prove that you can drop weight, weight in a short period of time by doing this depletion by doing keto but I feel miserable I haven't had more than I've my cal my carbs were around 40 carbs per day and today is carb up day but the plan is to limit my water intake especially towards the latter part of the day in the morning I'm not going to worry too too much but I, again, not very enjoyable. So the question is going to be, is it worth going through? My initial instincts are, well, no, not really, because like I say, to look at the pictures, there's not much difference. Even with my glycogen so-called depleted, well, it is depleted, and that's just it. I can feel it. I'm about to go into the gym to do my final workout. It's going to... It's going to be a workout that is um, moderate intensity, I'd say. I'm not going to go to failure on anything, but the thing is I want to do a workout because I know that when you when you work... Originally, I was just going to do cardio today, but when you work out, I know it signals you to... It uses some glycogen, yes, but it signals you to fill your muscles. It signals the, the glycogen filling mechanism. So 
So I'm going to just do a kind of moderate workout, just get the blood into the muscles and that kind of thing. It's not going to be too difficult to recover from. It's not going to deplete me further. That's the idea. I don't know if it's possible to deplete me further. I feel like... <laughs> right, so as I was saying, today is going to be not a lot of fun. And then, of course, we're going to see the pictures, the, the true pictures come out tomorrow. I expect my weight will go up a little bit, even though my plan for today is to take... Eat almost entirely carbs is my plan. I'm going to have a little bit of protein. I'll probably have a whey shake after I'm done working out. Just, I, I don't know. I don't know why. That's just habit. I suppose I don't need to. It's not like it's going to build a ton of mus muscle like normal. The point is just to refill my muscle store. So plan is to have a lot of carbs today, almost exclusively carbs today, and but still be in a caloric deficit. So my weight is going to go up. I'm going to be holding on to water, some water, even though the, the whole water depletion thing was, the intention was to not hold water, while the real intention was not hold water in the muscle, but, I mean, you can't, you can't perfectly regulate what muscles in, uh, what water is in the muscle and what's under the skin. Anyway, I know people try to with diuretics and so on, but going to wind up flushing some muscle some water out of your muscle if you flush it out of your system so anyway right back to my point I'm getting there was it worth it is this kind of thing worth it and that's the whole point as I say seeing my two pictures side by side even with my glycogen depleted you can't really tell by the picture like my muscles don't look any less full as such so what does that indicate well it suggests that when I refill my glycogen stores the difference is going to be probably minimal they say that you can that when it's depleted and then it super compensates it can fill up to like something like 20% more I mean we'll see if that happens if it if tomorrow I do it and and in my pictures I look larger I look more muscular then it will have been worth it it's hard to see that happening now maybe it will I mean if it if I'm depleted to the point where it, there's and you didn't even really see that much of a difference after three days of eating only vegetables and protein and then it doing a lot of carbs today and makes them look bigger without looking softer whoa it, it was worth it it was definitely worth it we'll, we'll have to see at the moment I'm thinking I don't know if it was worth it because this it's just not pleasant to go through um, it, it wasn't as bad but to be fair it wasn't as bad as what I thought it would be and that was because I was consuming so many vegetables and water that I felt full most of the time I did so I wasn't going around feeling like hungry and miserable and my brain wasn't too too foggy as I say that might have had to do a little bit with the ECA stack I've heard that ephedrine can help with your your mood and that kind of thing I don't know if it's true or not so it might have helped is it something to keep in mind anyway um, 
it wasn't the worst. This morning, I'm feeling horrible. This, this morning, last night, it really started hitting me. Um, the, the feeling of being f like just wrecked and depleted. And this morning, it's, it's carried over to the morning. Usually when I'm feeling that way, I have good sleep, which I had a pretty good sleep last night. I had melatonin and 5-HTP and went to bed. I had a decent sleep, but I'm still feeling uh, depleted. <laughs> so, right, I'm going to follow this up in a little bit. And, um, yeah. So now just a few hours into my carb load, I'm on the path to carbing up. I, it really stokes your appetite. It's crazy. I just, all I want to do is eat, 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 eat. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting to see how, like when I was depleting, when I was not taking many carbs, I didn't have a huge appetite. I felt full, had all the fiber, all the vegetables. Now that I've started throwing in rice cakes and had a couple pieces of a dark chocolate bar, I had, actually I, I had on hand a little bit of, what was it called, glycoload or something, it was, um, cyclic dextrin. I uh, just threw a, a few grams of that in post-workout. I had oatmeal. I had a half a cup of oatmeal. And it's just all I want to do is eat now. It's crazy. So interesting, but crazy. Okay, so picture day is upon us. Wow. It's been a ride. It's been an excellent ride. Very, very, very pleased with how I've done in this cut. So my mind's a bit scrambly, uh, bear with me. Pictures are going to take place in maybe an hour, hour and a half from now or so. I just woke up with a bit of a headache, which tells me I'm. it's probably because I'm dehydrated, which means the measures I've taken have worked. So that's the good thing. Looking in the mirror, I think it did work. I think I do look marginally better. Um, my I'm seeing more muscle separation I'm seeing my my without even having done my pump workout yet my uh, like chest muscles look more full so I think the uh, glycogen super compensation effect is taking effect um, so that's actually quite surprising to me in a good way of course and then there's my weight my weight was down. I didn't think it was going to be down today. I thought it was going to be up. I thought, okay, my muscles are going to suck up all the water and that. And I'm going to retain water, but nope. My weight is down another 0.8. So I was 151 even. It's ridiculous how low I got. It's, it's amazing. I'm thrilled, like I say, but I didn't think it would get that low. So there you go. I went down two pounds even over the course of peak week. I didn't think that was going to happen at all. I was convinced basically that whatever my weight was at the end of week 11 and then doing a peak week, my weight would be very similar to that, but it's down two pounds. It's ridiculous. Now I know, I know, okay, it's water weight. It's weird things. The one thing that is important 
for me to remember and for anyone listening to remember, Peak Week is its own little thing. It's not something you do long term. It's not something you regularly do. It's its own little entity. All the rules change. And this should be quite apparent because so yesterday, for example, was my carb loading day. I'm carb loading today for somewhat carb loading a little bit. But yesterday was my big carb loading day. And my goal was to eat twice my body weight in carbs while keeping under my caloric uh, numbers, my caloric maintenance. I did that, actually. How? I chocolate bars. Um, what else? Pasta I had for supper. I had a big old serving of spaghetti. Oatmeal. Rice cakes. Yeah, that's basically what I ate yesterday. Actually, at one point... So I decided at one point, I, I booked the afternoon off work and my wife was a little bit irritated with me because she's like, well, I wasn't expecting this. I wanted, our anniversary is coming up and she was working on my gift and she's like, well, I can't work on it if your hair is. I'm like, no problem, sweetheart. I want to take a walk anyway. And the reason I wanted to take a walk is because I was starting to get a farmer tan. As I was saying, I'm not tanning in this one. I was getting a farmer's tan. I'm like, I'll just spend some time. I'll take a nice little walk. And, you know, it'll hopefully, I'll wear a tank top, so hopefully I don't, it, it'll, it'll help even out my things. And she's like, you're going to get burnt. She was right. I, I got, I got burnt. I wound up being outside for like two hours, um, just, just walking around. And as I was walking around, I, I was munching on a chocolate bar and I punched in the calories. I'm like, oh, geez. I'm actually, I've only got 200 calories left and I still hadn't had supper yet. So, so it's, it wound up being a good thing. I was walking all around because I burned off an extra, give or take about 400 calories in my 200, uh, two hour walk. So, um, so I wound up being able to, to accomplish everything. Then I got stuck in the rain downpour it hasn't rained in days and then we had a massive old downpour that I got stuck in that was it was fun but and uh last night my son my son's been working with my dad actually he's been working and making some money and so we've got him separating money into some some he gets to keep well most he gets to keep and then he's got to give some to charity some to long-term savings and some to short-term savings and for his short-term savings he decided he wanted to go to the movies so he brought me with him to go to the movies and he bought himself some popcorn which cost probably just as much as the movie tickets and so we went to see Free Guy last night which was a fun little movie I'm going on a tangent here anyway back to my point I'm <laughs> Right. Actually, this is what I was going to say. On my walk, I was thinking about this cut and thinking about where I'm going next. I'm feeling a little bit hyperactive right now. I just took some caffeine, quite a bit of caffeine as a matter of fact. I think, I don't know if it's the fact that I'm a little bit dehydrated or the fact that whatever, but it's it's hitting me really hard. So if I start talking like a chipmunk in a second here, that's why. 
as I was walking, I started thinking about this cut and I was feeling stoked. I was like, I did, I did really well this cut. Well, I bought a membership. Okay, so what I did with my Burn the Fat, Feed the, the Muscle membership was you get a discount if you sign up for longer. So I signed up for longer. As a matter of fact, I got a really good deal because when I did the New Year's challenge, they said, well, you know what, because you did this, we'll give you a special offer and you can get a year membership, something like that, at a hugely discounted rate. It was something like 50%. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a hugely dis So that's what I did. So I got, I think, a year's worth of membership, which means essentially I for the next year I'm set up for, or no, I think it was 18 months actually. So yeah, so basically I'm set up on that site for any of the challenges that they run for the next, well, right through to about now, I think. Which means, I was just looking into it, normally they do a fall challenge as well. Because obviously at the end of every challenge you start thinking, well, what next, what next? And so I came up with my plan for what next on this walk. And this is what came to me. I did one cut at the first part of this year and I did okay I did pretty good I did this cut and I would say this cut has been better and I built upon my my results of the last one and I improved upon it so what next I'm gonna do another cut and it usually starts early September and then runs through till basically the end of the year. So that's what I'm going to do next is build upon this cut and go for even better. And if I can do that, I'll be in the leanest shape of my freaking life. I'll, it'll be ridiculous how good I'm going to look. So I think that's what I want to do. Well, I know that's what I want to do. So it was really cool. I could come up with that plan. I'm pretty stoked that I'm able to be this clear-minded in the midst of this crazy old peak week. As I say, I know I'll be going back on this for my next plan, for my, my next cut. As I say, I'm going to build, build upon this one. I don't know that I'm necessarily going to do podcasts like this that have, because for the last few months, for my first cut of the year, I didn't. I didn't really log it out. I didn't really plot out my cut. For this one, I did. It's been helpful for me to keep focused. It's meant I couldn't do really any other podcast, which is, at times it was like, ah, there's certain things I want to talk about. And as if you heard the other ones, you, you, you know from time to time I got sidetracked, and that's because I wasn't talking about anything else. The main subject of all of my podcasts for the last few months has been this cut, which... Maybe good, maybe bad, I don't know. Uh, at any rate, just to finish up here. So just to finish up, I'll talk about my after pictures. So after pictures, as I was saying, for my bef at the very, very beginning, way, way back, all about, I don't know, 20 minutes ago or so, <laughs> whatever it was at the start, when I was talking about my, um, my before pictures, I guess. What, what did I do for that? Well, I had some, a bunch of sodium. I had a diet soda. I think it was ginger ale I found to be the highest sodium one. 
I had lots of fiber leading up to it. So I would be a bit bloated. I didn't exercise. I took out caffeine. I took out creatine for a couple weeks. And for my after pictures, what, what am I doing special for that? Well, not, I've done a couple things. Actually, I've been watching more and more of Greg Doucette's videos and he's got some interesting tips. He's got one or two videos on posing. So what did I pick out of that? Well, I, there was really just one tip I picked out that would be helpful for me for the type of posing for this picture. And that was point your toes outward. And I practiced this in front of a mirror. Pointing your toes outward makes your, uh, makes your legs look bigger. It makes the muscles sort of stick out to the side so you can see it. Okay, so point your, for, this is for the head-on photo. There's three pictures to take, uh, front, side, and um, back. So for the front one, stick your toes outside. For the side one, squeeze your legs together. It's kind of a cheeky trick, but it makes sense. And I practice that and it's true. It kind of makes your muscles stick out a little bit and you see the separation there. So that works, that works well too. Uh, shoulders, I'm just gonna roll them back just to, because if you roll back your shoulders again, you can see the, uh, for the front, for the head on picture, you can just see your shoulders. Um, the, the, the shape of them a little bit better. So nothing too fancy. I actually got some posing trunks. What they are is underwear. I wanted something that would be loose enough around my waist. It wasn't going to push out my love handles that I have left. And I do have love handles left. It wasn't going to push those out. So I wanted something loose enough around there, but sort of tight around my legs enough that I could showcase my legs a little bit. And because if they're too loose around the legs, your legs just look tiny. So I didn't want that. And I didn't want anything. My gym shorts, for example, that I always use, they, I, just, I don't look great in them. They just don't make me look great. We went out, we went to Giant Tiger and found these underwear that they, but the thing is they don't have the little, what do you call it? The Y front, the P hole thing on the front. So they just look like posing trunks kind of. I got a couple pairs of them. They were on special too. One was three bucks, one was five bucks. I got two and I tried them on and we picked the one that looked best. I think it was the one that was $3 that, that I used. So wicked. What else? Uh, that's about it. So I'm going to, I do have because I've done some filming on green screen and that, I've, I do have a light, um, like a, a camera light that I'm gonna be probably using for it because the best lighting, I've no, you might have noticed this when you're in the bathroom or at the gym in front of the mirror, something about the way the light hits you just makes you look better. And then you can never capture this in pictures and it's frustrating. Well, I think the key is to have a light between you and the camera from a high angle. And I think that's the key. So that's what I'm going to try to more or less replicate. going to bring this light into the house and just do it in a, I'm going to do it in the kitchen, just in a normal place. Here's the thing. You don't, well, the one year that I actually placed in this competition, I actually did do professional pictures and I did tan and everything for it. And that's all well and good. But on the other hand, 
I do want to create the sense in that this that this is normal. I'm not a professional uh, physique athlete, or I'm not a professional physique model, which is true. I'm clearly not. So when so doing this in the kitchen like this, with just making it look as almost impromptu as possible, I think will have an added effect to it. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. In my next, my next uh, cut, I'm going to talk about that in detail later. Actually, I don't want to get too much into it this one. But one thing I will say is, I'm probably going to be tanning for it. I'm thinking I'll probably set up a tanning appointment as part of my deadline things. Just and not tan, not tan tanning, but spray tanning. Uh, just because I'm I'm not really happy with how pasty I look, and the fact that I'm sunburned it seems to have lightened up overnight somewhat but uh, yeah so I think that wraps it up this has been a really really good transformation challenge and hopefully that this summary I know I've rambled on a little bit and I've got a bit sidetracked forgive my not foggy brain but my <laughs> caffeinated brain that's look well it's high carb now it's I don't know my my mind is all over the place and the freaking peak week <laughs> but it was good it was really good it was really successful and i think this protocol worked really well in a day or two because i'm i'm planning to i'm not going to be dieting normally uh at least not today i'm not going to i'm going to and then next week i'm on vacation so i'm going to be try to be responsible but not crazy but anyway, my point is that tomorrow, if I'm saying, oh, look at that, I look even better still. Well, maybe I need two days to carb up instead of one. In people, some people go as much as saying like three days or four days carving up. I, th I think that's ridiculous. I think it would make me look soft and, and flat. For me, carving up one day and then picture day seems to have been pretty successful. If I look better tomorrow, then I might consider extending that to a second carb up day. Probably not. Probably not going to do it. I think this protocol has been really helpful, and I should replicate it for the next time as well. And next time when I'm even leaner, probably if I do it the same way, then it will theoretically be even better. So that's it. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.